Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. So our theme for the summer is learning loops. And Jeffrey, when is a learning loop better? When they're faster. Exactly. So that's what we're going to do this summer is summer shorts. So this week, we're going to talk about a learning loop topic. And Jeffrey, we only have five minutes. Do you think we can do it? Ooh, I think we can. Great. Then here we go. Right, Jeffrey. So uh, summer shorts, we're talking about learning loops. And one of the ones that people are wondering probably why we haven't talked about yet is retrospectives. How do you use a retrospective? What's it for? How do you learn from it? Yeah, retrospectives are so interesting because they went from in the early days of Agile being one of the stars of the show. I remember uh, Alistair Coburn once said, like, if if you had nothing but retrospectives, you could derive all the rest to today where retrospectives are probably one of the most maligned parts of agile process that I hear. People find that their retrospectives are are boring, dull, lifeless. And what's the what's the gap between the two? And, and hint, the question is, are you using it as a learning loop? Alistair's whole claim was that if you're using retrospectives correctly, you could learn everything there is to know about agile. You could rederive it all yourself from your own experiences. And how do you do that? Well, you might have gotten already that, that you have a lot of these learning loops are, are the form of there's a prediction and then there's you take action and then you reflect back on how things went from between what you predicted and what actually happened. Now, if you look at what happens in a lot of retrospectives, people come in and instead of doing that, instead of have that format, what did we what did we predict and what happened? Instead, they're saying, well, how do we feel about what happened? You know, who wants to put cards on the board? Maybe they're red, blue, green. It depends how different formats. So wait, Jeffrey, wait a minute. So so you're saying in a retrospective, we would talk about the previous retrospective? That's right, because the point is the previous retrospective, we we came up with some changes because we said, oh, there's something that's not going as well as it could. There's something we should start doing or stop doing or do more of. It's like, great, that we we, we defined an experiment in the retrospective, and then we ran the experiment in the time between retrospectives. So we come into our new retrospective and the first order of business is, well, how did that work out? Those things that we tried, what actually happened? What was our experience? And this is our opportunity for learning. There's a, there's a phrase that says, there's no action without learning, there's no learning without action. But actually, there's no action without the potential for learning, the possibility for learning. And we give ourselves that possibility when we take that moment to reflect back and say, how did this go versus our prediction? We made this change for a reason. Did we achieve what we wanted to or did we not? So you're describing a situation where there's an output from the previous retrospective and then we do something without output and then we feed it in as input to the next retrospective. That sounds like a learning loop because we're going to have <laughs> information passing around a loop. This sounds very valuable. Why don't people do more of that? I think it's a, it's a question about what a retrospective is. And the idea, the focus on learning, I think, is something that's been lost. And a lot of people think of a retrospective as, as merely we're looking back on a period of time. We're looking back over this time period. And they think of only the time period back to the, to the retro, previous retrospective, but they don't think of it extending to the output of the retrospective. So it, it, as a result, there's not this same idea of are we holding ourselves accountable for the decision we made last time? We're just sort of only reacting in an unstructured way to what our experience has been, as opposed to there's a structure to this. Did we? Are we getting the payoffs? Are we learning? Are we getting better? 
to me, that's that's where the real power and, and excitement of retrospective is, is the idea of continuous improvement. We should have the feeling of like, yes, we're getting better. Yes, these changes, these things we discuss, we, we come in and we solve problems together. We come up with solutions. We try them. We run these experiments. And we have this sense of momentum that's building. That's exciting and energizing. And that's what retrospectives can give you if you have that focus on learning. So I sense a theme it's coming through all of our learning loop discussions this summer, and that is if you're bored in whatever process you're following, whatever is supposed to be a loop but isn't, that's a signal that your loop is broken. So try to create more excitement. <laughs> right. How can you get more excitement? Create a narrative, something that's happening over and over again, some sense of movement, and that's exactly what we're describing here with a retrospective that has an input from the last retrospective's output. Exactly. Well, if listeners enjoyed that learning loop topic, then they can go learn more about it at agileconversations.com. And if you didn't agree with us and you want to argue, you can do that at agileconversations.com too, because you can find videos and free materials in our mailing list, but also our Twitter, our email, everything else to find us and get in touch with us. And if you're interested in another exciting, punchy, fast topic, come on back next week for another edition of Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Squirrel.